Hi, this is Mark Brady. I'm the pastor at Anchor Faith Church in Valdosta, Georgia. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast today. We believe it will bless you and minister to you. I get ready to receive a word from God. Well, guess what we're going to talk about? The Holy Spirit. If we're going to talk about Him and learn about Him, it's best to be led by Him, right? Amen. You know, it, it's, um, it's just amazing to me. The more I learn about God, the more I realize I don't know. And, you know, I've realized, though, at the same time that Satan can use that against you because he can say, well, you don't even know, you don't even know what you're talking about. You don't know enough about God. But I'm telling you, God wants to use the word that is inside of you. How little or how much it is, it is enough. The word of God that you have already received in your life is enough. It is enough to change your whole life. It is enough to change your family's lives. It is enough to change your circumstances at work. It is enough to change you. It is enough to heal you. It is enough to bring you out of darkness. It is enough to free you. It's enough to break the chains that have been wrapped around you. I don't care if it's emotionally, physically, if you're bound up um, with sickness or disease. No matter what it is, the Word of God inside of you is enough. The name of Jesus within itself is enough to set you free. If you believe it and if you stand on it and you walk in it, if you step out in it, just like tonight, do you know how foolish it feels to stand up here and laugh in front of you? Very. But you know what? When God's got something for me and I know that's direct, that's the direction that I'm going to get it, then that's where I'm going. It doesn't really matter what you think of me. It matters what God thinks of me. It matters whether or not I'm pleasing him whether or not my life is pleasing to him. The word of God says that without faith, it is impossible to please him. So today, think about today, what you did, what you acted on, um, how you acted, how you reacted. What did you do today that pleased God? What did you step out in faith today and believe in him that pleased him? The Holy Spirit spoke that to me a couple of years ago, and it's like, Wow. Wow. <laughs> How many years and days and months and and hours have I not pleased my father because I wasn't walking in faith. I wasn't stepping out in faith. That doesn't mean that you've got to know all of the word of God to walk in faith. One word. And then walk in that faith. And then you get more revelation. You get more knowledge. But so many of us want more revelation and more knowledge. But we're not walking in what, we're, what we've already heard. I'm so guilty of that. I love it. Love the word. But then, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard of, um, I'm going to say it's a Baptist church, you know. But the, the got a new minister in, new preacher. He came in, he preached. And they were just so excited. Man, that word was good. That was great. We love it. You're, you're right on target. That was wonderful. Sunday night, preached the same message. They said, well, great. That, that, was, that was good enough to hear again. No problem. Wednesday night, preached the same message. They were getting a little bit antsy. Next Sunday morning, same message. Finally, the deacons brought him out and said, look, you know, you, you got to come up with something else. And he just looked at him and said, well, when you start walking out what I've taught, then we'll go on to something else. 
You know, and how many times does God want to say that to us? Or actually, that is what happens. You know, if we don't act out and step out into what he's shown us, then we're not going to, we're going to be limited with the revelation and the knowledge that we have because he builds upon it. And we have to use what we already know. And I don't know what direction I'm going because this is nothing that's on my nose. (laughs) Hallelujah. I'm telling you, I'm just excited. We have a God that is real. He's not playing games with us. And we don't need to be playing games with him. He is real. He truly loves each and every one of us. Not just as a church, but as an individual. He is more concerned about your needs and what you have, what he's got planned for your life than you are yourself. Then you, if you're a parent, there's nothing, you cannot explain a parent's love until you've been one. But that doesn't even come close to how God feels about you. Nowhere near. Nowhere near what he feels about you and what his plans and purposes for you. And I think about that sometimes. God, have I even come close to stepping into what you want? There's so much more. There's so much more that he wants us to walk in. So much more. Just for your own kids, you want so much more for them than you had. And I don't mean, in it, I don't mean necessarily money. But you want them to walk in peace. You want them to not, to, to not be anxious and upset and fearful about things. You want that for them. How much more does God want you to walk in that? Does he want that for you? And the thing is, it's provided for you. It is there. All we have to do is walk in it. You know, when, when, the, um, when they were out in the boat and had been casting their nets all night and not caught anything, nothing, Jesus told them to cast it on the other side. Do you know how far that is? From one side of the boat to the other side of the boat. That's not very far. Sometimes we think that we have to completely rearrange everything in our life to be obedient to God when he's just saying, just cast it on the other side. It's not that big. It's just obedience. That's where the, 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 the freedom is. That's where the changes come. That's where the, the bondages stop as we're in our obedience to what he tells us to do. From one side of the boat to the other. That's all it was. Now, are you telling me that there were fish there? <laughs> Obedience. God brought the fish. Obedience is what brought that. And no matter what it is in your life, obedience will make the, ch- the difference. If we're not walking in obedience, if we're not following the word that he's already given us, don't expect to get the next step. You know, I've heard, uh, I remember Dr. Hagen talking about that. He said, when you, when you feel like you can't hear the voice of God anymore, look back, think about the last thing he told you to do, and ask yourself, are you doing it? Begin doing that, and you'll start hearing again. Because God doesn't stop speaking 
We just sometimes get on the wrong path and can't hear him. His voice is always there. He's always talking. The Holy Spirit is always speaking to us. He's always, always, always speaking to you. He always has you. He's always beside you. He's always with you. He will never leave you. The word says he will never leave us or forsake us. Never. We just leave him sometimes. <laughs> Hallelujah. He is such a good God. Forgiven, forgiven, forgiven. You know, the word has such power because it's God's word. It's not my word. It's not your word, but it's God's word. And when you get the word of God and you speak it, then it's power from heaven. It's not, I'm, I'm not stepping out on my word. I'm stepping out on God's word. And when, when things need to be different in my life, when changes need to be made, it's God's word that makes the difference. You know, when you, you, you've all heard this, but when you keep getting the same results, then you might need to change what you're doing. Quit doing the same thing. God's word works. God's word works. It will never fail you. God's word works. Uh, several months ago, you know, I had somebody say, well, this just didn't work. And it, it didn't work. And I said, well, I hate to tell you, but it's not you, him, it's you. I mean, it is not God. If, if it's not working, then we need to regroup. Figure out, Holy Spirit, show me what I'm doing wrong. He's faithful. He will show us what we're doing wrong. But because of, because of the way we live, we want an answer just like this. And God's timing's not always our timing. It does take time to spend. It, it, you have to spend time with, the word, with God. If you want the Word of God, you have to spend time with Him. You have to get in His presence. You have to hear what He's got to say. I know even with my kids, being quiet is something they didn't want. They want the TV going. They want the radio going. They want something going. They want to always be looking at something. But And, and that's one that's one thing that gets us away from what, what and who God is is because we don't take time to find out who he is. We don't take time to find out what he wants for our life. We have to turn off the noise around us to hear God. The noise outside, the word outside, it, it has got to stop at some point and let God have a part in our life. If we want to be different from the world and live as God made the church to live, as he designed the church to be, who he designed the church to be, which is after him, then we have to know him. And we have to get out of the world and not let the world come into the church. I'm sorry, but we can't live like the world. We can't do it and expect the miracles and the promises of God to be fluent in our life. We cannot live like the world. We cannot look like the world. We have to be a called people. We have to be different. We have to be the people that God has designed for us to be. That means sin is out. 
we're not allowed to live in sin. And this is nothing to condemn or, or the Holy Spirit doesn't come to condemn anybody. We all make mistakes. Every one of us, probably every one of us in here made a mistake today. Somebody cut me off today and I, whew. Mm. Now it wasn't, you know, no, no words flew out, but my attitude was not good. Not at all. I'm glad they didn't see my face. So we all can change, and the Holy Spirit doesn't condemn us. Thank God he convicts us to change, to ask for forgiveness so that we can be restored and whole and not live in condemnation because Satan just uses that then to keep us out of the presence of God. But we don't want to be out of the presence of God. We want to live in the presence of God. We want to, fit, we want to be in his fullness. We want to have him speaking to us, hear his word. And I'll tell you from experience, when you, when you do make a mistake... Don't live in that mistake. Don't live in that regret. Get out of regret. Don't allow the enemy to hold you in that place where you're, you can't hear God. Get out of that. Everybody has made a mistake. And God forgive it all. He forgave it all. Thank you, Father. Let's turn to John chapter 14. Verse 16 and 17. We have the promise of the Holy Spirit. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. And then uh, verse 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. And then chapter 16, verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away, for if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you, but if I depart, I will send him unto you. And verse 13, Howbeit when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. And as a believer, as a born-again believer, the Holy Spirit came inside of you to live and to reside as soon as you ask for forgiveness and receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. He abides within you. He abides the Holy Spirit from God the Father abides within you. Just take your hand, put it right here. Sometimes you just need to do that. Holy Spirit, I recognize that you are inside of me. I will hear your voice. I will listen to what you're telling me from heaven. I will receive what, what you are telling me. And I will, the next important part, obey. I will be obedient to what you're telling me. I will follow your voice. I will follow the voice of the Holy Spirit because that is my Father speaking good things to me. And at times it might be correction, but that's all good. 
because that's for your good. Correction is for your good. Correction is never going to lead you down the wrong path. Correction is going to put you on the right path, and it's going to put you in a place where you can receive from God. It's going to put you in a place where you can be um, full of the life of God. It's going to put you in a place where you can bless others. You know, if you're going down the wrong path, it's hard to bless others. But if you're in line with God and you're, you're, being, you're taking his correction, you're accepting his correction and the good things too. He's not always telling you things you need to correct. Oh, it's good. I mean, it's good. It is good. The life of God inside you is good. It is not a bad thing. It is good. Don't tell me that I'm old-fashioned because I don't believe that we should sin. That I believe we should not sin. Don't tell me that I'm old-fashioned. The Word of God never changes. I don't care what culture does. I don't care the people change over, over time that, that um, we, we allow... You cannot allow the world to come into the church. I'm sorry. It cannot infiltrate the church. The word of God is true. It will always be true and it will never change. So don't allow people to make you think that you are strange or different because you stand on the word of God and you will not agree with sin. Don't be humiliated by that. Just don't allow it. The word of God will always take you through. The world will not. In Acts chapter 2, we, um, I'm not going to go through all this, but in Acts chapter 2, we know the day of Pentecost that the Holy Spirit fell. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and they all began to speak with tongues. And that was an outward evidence of being filled with the Holy Spirit. So speaking in tongues is an outward evidence of being filled with the Holy Spirit. But really, that's not what I want to talk about on the Holy Spirit tonight, tongues. That's not it. But the power and the boldness that you get when you receive the Holy Spirit. Tongues is such a weapon in our life and such a, a, a tool that we can use and something that, that God wants us to have. But that's not all. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is not just all about tongues, about praying in tongues. In um, Acts chapter 1 verse 4. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which, saith he, you have heard of me. For John truly baptized but with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. And then verse 8. But ye shall receive power. Ye shall receive power. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I like a fast car. I like power. How many in here don't like some type of power in your hands or under your control? I'm telling you, you've got power inside of you being filled with the Holy Ghost. You have power from God Almighty. The God that created this universe has put power inside of you when he put the Holy Ghost inside of you. 
power and boldness. For what? To be witnesses. To be witnesses for the kingdom of God. Power. Power to do what? You tell me. What did he give us power for? Carry out kingdom work. What does that, what does that include? Come on, I know y'all aren't dead. Raising the dead. Healing. Cast out devils. Not die from poisonous snakes. That power is inside of you. The boldness of the Holy Ghost. Does that mean, you know, somebody that's brave, it doesn't mean that there's not amount of fear there. It just means that they go beyond the fear and do what they need to do. And with the Holy Spirit inside of you, God's going to tell you to do things. The Holy Spirit's going to tell you to do things that in the natural is going to scare you to no end. Even if it's just talking to your neighbor about him. You're going to, I don't want to talk to them. I don't even like them. I don't want anything to do with them. Or you're afraid you're going to be humiliated. Because you know they don't believe, they don't believe like you do. And they think you're crazy anyway, but yet God's telling you to talk to them. It doesn't mean that in the natural you, you don't, you're not afraid to do it, that you don't want to do it. But you, got, you have the Holy Ghost with power and boldness. And if you reach in and use that inside of you instead of letting your flesh control you, and you step into that, that power is going to be right there with you. It's going to back you up when you use the Word of God. There is power in the Word that you speak when you speak the Word of God. When you speak, heaven moves. When you're speaking the Word of God. So in the natural, yeah, you might be scared. Yeah, I felt foolish laughing tonight in front of y'all. But that's the way the Holy Spirit was leading me. One Sunday morning, I was getting dressed and um, putting on my makeup. God help if I came without it. Um, and I was just um, just back there praising, just singing, you know, had my um, music going and singing. And I mean, the joy of God hit me and I felt it coming up inside of me and just shouted. Tommy and the dog come running. What in the world? I said, I'm good. But I'm telling you, when the Holy Spirit moves on you, if you, if you don't want to quench the Holy Spirit, then you follow that. Another example, one Sunday morning coming to church, I was praying. I had rather pray in tongues than in English any day. But that particular morning, the Holy Spirit wouldn't let me pray in tongues. I had to pray in English. And that's the way the Holy Spirit was leading. And if I'd have been praying in tongues, I'd have been disobedient. So the prayer was, in fi- the obedience is following Him. And that's where the changes come. That's where you see the difference. That's where you see the boldness and the power is in being obedient to whichever way the Holy Spirit's leading you. And sometimes we get, I mean, trust me, I know I'm a prime example. We get used to doing our own thing or going our own way, that we're confused at whether, is that the Holy Ghost? Is that the Holy Spirit telling me that? Now, I will say right now, 
that the Holy Spirit's never going to lead you to do anything apart from the Word of God. So if, if you're hearing anything apart from the Word of God, do not trust that voice. That is not the Holy Spirit. He will always line up with the Word of God. The Holy Spirit and the Word will always agree. But you all know, always need to work them together. The Word and the Spirit work together. So follow whichever way the Holy Spirit's leading you. I'm not going to talk to people the same way Chris does, Pastor Chris, or even uh, Pastor Caleb. That's not necessarily me. But that is not an excuse for me not to talk to people. That is not an excuse for me not to be a witness. If, if, if you're bashful or shy and, and you're, you don't have the personality of somebody like Pastor Chris, that is not an excuse. I'm sorry, the Holy Spirit is not leading you into shyness. He has given you boldness to be a witness for the kingdom of God. Don't tell me that you're, you're, you, don't, you, know, you don't need to raise your hands because the Word of God says to lift your hands. Follow the Word of God and then be obedient to, what, to whichever direction the Holy Spirit's leading you at the time. Amen? Uh, Acts chapter 4. Let's look at this. Actually, um, over in Acts 3, um, Peter and John were going to the temple to pray, and they came across a lame man and healed him. Um, he actually was begging for money, but Instead, they gave him what they had, which was power, power to heal. And so many times what we think people need or what they think they need is not what God's trying to get to them at all. It's much greater, much greater. We need to so get out of what we think we need and find out what God says we need. Or what somebody else needs. So anyway, he was healed and it upset quite a few people. But because he was healed, a lot of people began to believe. They saw the miracle, they began to believe. And in uh, Acts chapter 4, I'll try not to read all this, but I'm not promising. Uh, actually starting in verse 1. And as they spake unto the people, the priest and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in hold unto the next day, for it was now eventide. Howbeit many of them which heard the word believed, and the number of the men was about 5,000. Have we seen anything like that? And it came to pass on the morrow that their rulers and the elders and scribes and Annas the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander and as many as were of the kindred of the high priest were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they asked them in the midst, they asked, By what power or by what name have you done this? Then Peter, now listen, these people have just captured them, bound them. I mean, I mean, you know, we read this and we look at it because we, we're looking back. It's already happened. But we're talking about two people 
who have been bound and they're being threatened because they're preaching the word of God, because they're, they're healing people. Today, if they came in here and took Pastor Mark and took him to jail, think about that, a fear, man or God. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked him, By what power or by what name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel, but by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Now he's starting accusing them, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth, doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. So not only is he bound by them, but now he's accusing them. Not, not were they just bold to preach the word. Now he's turning around and saying, hey, you killed him. I'm doing this by the name of the man that you killed. You crucified him. How bold were we in the word of God to do that? To speak to somebody like that. That is inside of you. That boldness is inside of you. And it doesn't mean that we're going to be free from persecution. But who are we more fearful of? Man or God? Who do we reverence more? Man or God? The church cannot sit back and let the world take the first stand. The church has to take a stand for God. And that means on a daily basis, we are to please the Father by stepping out in faith, by living in faith. Yes, every day do I stand in faith that I'm a born-again Christian, that I, I believe on, on God, that Jesus died on the cross and paid for my sins? Yes. Do I step out in faith every day and believe for somebody's healing? Do I step out in faith every day and forgive somebody? Am I pleasing my Father? Am I stepping out in that boldness that He's put inside of me? He sent the Holy Spirit inside to live inside of you to further His kingdom, for His kingdom. That power, that boldness is within you. What are we doing with it? What are we doing with it? Verse 12, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled. I'm telling you, the word inside of you is enough. The word inside of you is enough. Now, I'm not saying don't continue in the word. That's not what I mean at all. But the word you already have is enough. You need to say that. The word I have inside of me is enough. And beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. So in verse 17, they decided to let him go because they actually um, feared the people somewhat. 
So they let them go, but commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. What do you think they did? <laughs> Absolutely. Verse 23, and being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which hast made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is that in them is. In verse 29, and now, Lord, behold unto their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thy hands to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. You know, have you ever just seen something in your mind playing out that was a spiritual thing? You, you know something you're supposed to do? Well, when you actually start to do it, it don't feel like that. It's harder because you're actually stepping out in the natural to get over in the spirit, to let it happen. So it doesn't always feel the same. In your mind, in that vision you saw, whatever you saw in your heart, man, that was so good. But then when you, when you actually do it out in the natural, it's not always the same. But I'm telling you that what you saw in the spirit, God will work in the natural. He will cause it to happen whether it feels right or not. The natural is not going to feel right. So forget about how your flesh feels. Just do what God tells you to do. Be obedient. It could change somebody's life. I'm telling you what, being obedient to the Spirit of God, whether it's just a word, whether it's just a dollar that some God told you to give somebody, whether it's a smile, being obedient to that can change somebody's life. And in the process, it's changing yours. Amen? God has not given us the great commission and then not equipped us. He has equipped us. We are equipped. Amen? Are you equipped? Are you equipped to do the word? what you're saying um my friend victoria she has a friend that comes over and stays with us all the time my daughter victoria and we've been praying for her to have just holy ghost boldness and being a witness because she's real shy and she goes she really knows that she wants to operate in that and just be a light wherever she is so she was at the gym she just told me this last night she was so excited she was at the gym working out and she's like god just show me if there's anybody i could go up and just speak whatever you want me to speak over them or pray with them or whatever and he just says well i want you to go to walgreens and she's and she's from buffalo new york she goes what's walgreens she even know what walgreens was so she's googling it on her phone to find out what is walgreens lord what's that i don't even know what that is and so she realized it was a drugstore and then so she left. She goes, well, I don't even know where one of those is in Valdosta. And sure enough, right when she pulled out of her gym, there it was on the ride. So she pulls up. And she's like, okay, God, what do I do? He goes, well, go in there. Like, there's someone I want you to pray over. So she walks in, and she's looking. And she goes, all she saw was two cash register people up at the front. So she's walking all over the store looking for somebody to pray with. And she's like, God, I don't see nobody. He goes, go to the car dial. So she goes, okay. So she goes to the card aisle, and there's this lady, and she's looking at sympathy cards. 
So she's sitting there and she goes, at first I'm just looking at the cards because I'm so nervous. <laughs> I'm going to talk to this complete stranger. I don't know. But she finally got the boldness and she goes, okay, God, I'm going to do this. She goes, ma'am, can I pray with you? And the lady just broke. She just started crying. She goes, you just don't know. I was just telling God I need somebody right now to speak to me because I've had two deaths in my family. And she goes, I just want to quit and give up. And she got to pray with her, and it just blessed that lady so much. But, y'all, that's what we're to be. And this world is a light, and, we're, and it's not us just living our lives. It's like, God, show me who can I witness to today? Who can I speak your life into today? So I just want to encourage you. Everything she's saying is just so what our body needs to be doing. You know, and something in what she said, God didn't tell her, okay, I want you to go to Walgreens. I want you to go to the card section. I want you to pray with this person. One step at the time. She didn't get the second order until she completed the first. So we have to be obedient. Um, and, and, you know, this is in a different direction, but I'm telling you it's important to obey the Spirit of God. My first cousin her daughter-in-law um, was pregnant. Matter of fact, they just had the baby yesterday and everything's great. But um, at 26 weeks, the day before one of her um, appointments, the Lord told my cousin that morning, she said, I, want, I need for you to take care of Kelly. And she didn't know what that meant. You know, this is her daughter-in-law pregnant with her grandbaby. And so the next day she goes with her to the doctor's appointment um, didn't even see the doctor that day, just the nurse doing just normal, um, just minor stats, no, no, no big deal. She said, you look great, everything's fine. And um, Allison said, um, I, you just, I just, could you just check her out a little more? Could we just get the doctor to check her out? And kind of offended the nurse, and she's like, she's good, she's good, everything's fine, no big deal. She said, well, I'd just feel better if, if we checked her out doctor came in and he said you know I've learned to listen to to moms over the years to this intuition they have they did some tests and come to find out she was having contractions and she had a blood clot and had they continued I mean she would have probably bled to death and lost the baby so I'm telling you listen to the spirit of God he will keep you he will direct your paths listen to him and don't get in fear she didn't get in fear about it. She just kept following what, what she felt led to do. Just follow the Holy Spirit. He wants to direct our paths and lead us down one that'll keep us. That'll keep us. It'll keep us out of the enemy's path. It'll keep us. So just learn to listen to the Holy Ghost and be that blessing to somebody else in doing that. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast today. We trust you received a word from God. If you enjoyed this teaching, be sure to subscribe to our podcast in iTunes. By subscribing, you'll be sure to receive a new message every week as soon as they are made available. And if you'd like to learn more about Anchor Faith Church, you can stop by our website at anchorfaithbaldosta.com. There you'll find our locations and service times, ministries that are available for you and your family. You can even give financially in support of the ministry. Thank you again for listening, and we look forward to seeing you next time right here on the Anchor Faith Church podcast.